friends, if you're looking for another episode of Coffee and Kernels, well, you come to the right place. I'm Bryce, and this is episode 34, where we talk all about the world of movies, video games, TV shows, and the like. So we've got another great show for you this week, albeit a shorter one, because not really a whole lot happened this week. This is kind of the calm before the storm, because the Batman is going to be debuting on March 4th, which actually means March 3rd and even earlier because the Batman and Warner Brothers have decided to put out earlier screenings this week in some parts of the country, I believe Tuesday and Wednesday. And I believe even some people in the UK have been watching the movie this weekend and it seems like the initial reaction is quite positive. So my anticipation for the Batman was already high, now it is through the roof. So needless to say, I'll be reviewing that next weekend and it will just be all consumed by the movie. Perhaps I'll go see it twice if I have the time, who knows. But Let's get into the show for this week. We'll start off with, as usual, the weekly recap, which is everything I've done between podcast episodes on the Bankrupt Hippo Central channel, which you guys can find it on the channel f- or on the main page for the Coffee and Kernels channel. Then we'll get into last weekend's actual box office results. We'll get into this current weekend's box office projections and what those are going to look like. I might do some random second topic and then I'll just give you some weekly rec- recommendations. Then we'll send you on your way home. So without further ado, let's get started off with the weekly recap. So for this week, it's a really short recap because of the fact that one, I didn't see any movies this weekend. There are just none on my radar that I was desperate to see. I was really intrigued by Studio 666. I was going to go see it, but I just didn't, wasn't all that interested. And I didn't really play a whole lot of video games this week because I actually watched a lot of streaming movies this week, which is what this weekly recap is going to be filled with. It's going to be filled with exactly two movies, both of them from the DC universe that are a couple years old and I have yet to see. The first of which is Suicide Squad, not James Gunn's The Suicide Squad from 2021. I'm talking Suicide Squad. That's David Ayer's version from 2016 starring Will Smith. You know, I I watched Suicide Squad. A lot of people told me they hated it. And looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score from both critics and audiences, they were about sub 50%. So a lot of people did not like the Suicide Suicide Squad from 2016. Myself, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't necessarily like it, but I didn't really hate it either. I was entertained by it and I overall had an okay time. I still got to shoot the review for that, which will probably air on Thursday. However, There's a few things I loved, there's a few things I liked, which ultimately made everything kind of cancel each other out. I'll start off with what I really didn't enjoy about Suicide Squad. One, I thought the story and plot were super shallow and weak. I didn't really buy into the conflict that the movie was selling me. It wasn't a very noble conflict. It wasn't one that was life-changing. It wasn't one that was beyond typical. In fact, I would say the conflict was people just shooting themselves in the foot metaphorically speaking, I don't want to get into spoilers because I don't like to do spoilers and I haven't even shot the review yet. So the conflict, it it was an issue for me. I didn't really buy into it. It didn't really make me believe in task force X, which is the main group of characters, our protagonists, so to speak in this film, didn't really buy into it too much. Aside from that, the, the movie I enjoy the DC universe for being dark. I really like the adult takes that they have on superheroes because I think it's a more realistic approach to superheroes in general. It's less whimsical. It's less pop culture. It's just a little bit more raw and real. I think this movie took it to a degree to where it got almost too dark. It was a little too dark for my liking, and I can't quite put my finger on why I feel that way because that's it's a very atypical response for myself. I typically like really dark movies. I mean, Zack Snyder's 
darker take on the DC universe in general, something I've typically come to love and enjoy. So I don't know why it didn't really vibe with me in that particular vein. Aside from the darker tone, what else did I not really enjoy about the movie? I guess there's not really a whole lot that I didn't enjoy. It's just there's not really a whole lot that really stood out for me. Let me kind of flip over to the other side of that coin and talk about what I really more so enjoyed. I think the cast of Suicide Squad all performed really well and all did and all just carried this movie between Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, which I am in the minority on this. I didn't really think he was that bad of a Joker and Joel Kinnaman, even Viola Davis. I thought they all performed really well and served their characters really well and they did the best that they could. And they just brought this certain charm, the certain charisma to each of these, each of their respective characters and really brought them to life in ways that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to really latch on to Harley Quinn. I wasn't expecting to latch on to Deadshot. Will Smith was amazing as Deadshot. I wasn't really expecting to latch on to Rick Flagg. I can't necessarily say I really latched on to the Joker. Ultimately, when it comes to this movie, I didn't really care about the Joker. He was more of a background character in this movie. I'll just say it that way. He was way less involved than what I think the movie was made out to be. Margot Robbie just is the best Harley Quinn ever. She is, I think she will, I don't know if anybody can top her. She's just so good at it. And she really sells it. She really sells this idea that she's brilliant, highly skilled, and a little crazy all rolled into one. But it's in such a whimsical way that you're not really expecting it. It's really whimsical, but it's really raw and threatening at the same time. She just, she just really sells Harley Quinn well. Will Smith, the guy is one of the best actors in the world and obviously he's going to do a great job in what he does but he does a really great mercenary he does he plays a really great mercenary in deadshot there's just something about him that he is willing to do the job that he's got to do but he's also got morals and values so it really humanizes deadshot in that vein which i really appreciate because it shows that the these characters may be criminals but they still have they still care about something and when they care about something, you see the more human side and you can kind of empathize with them a little bit more. So Deadshot, Will Smith was a really great combo for me. So those two characters particularly stood out. That was a great part of the film. It wasn't enough to carry it for me to necessarily like the movie. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. I thought along this conflict, there are some great character exposition and great character development moments. But this movie is kind of a toss up for me. It really depends on the day if whether I'm not, I'm going to say I, I'm kind of teetering between like a six, maybe five, six and seven for a score. I guess I'll wait till I write the actual review and, and film it in order to reveal that. But that's why I saw, thought of 2016 Suicide Squad. The second streaming movie I actually squeezed in this week was a movie that came out literally like a month before the pandemic hit, which was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn, which is a mouthful to say out loud. Birds of Prey, it was actually a relatively popular movie from a Rotten Tomatoes audience and critics score point of view. The critics ended up rating, the critics had a 78% score and the audiences had a 79% score. So most of the people who watched the movie liked it. I would say I'm part of the people who liked it. I didn't necessarily think Birds of Prey was a great movie or even really a good movie by any stretch of the imagination because it does have quite a few flaws, but I ultimately enjoyed it by the end of it. The things I didn't enjoy about Birds of Prey, I don't know why I feel like starting off with the negatives this today, but here we are. I didn't like the fact that Birds of Prey jumped around really rapidly and it jumped around a lot. 
it, it's as if the movie took 10 steps forward in chronological time in order to go back eight steps in chronological time to go back to where it was earlier to go back again three steps in chronological time that was really jarring and it was kind of distracting i ultimately lost what was going on in the plot at some times i don't like it when movies jump around that much i get it there sometimes when you've got to you you start at the end only to go back to the beginning that's a pretty common thing for movies to do but when the movie is going back at what seems like really random and arbitrary intervals that just gets distracting and it's not really a it's not it, it gets to the point where it's not cute anymore it's just distracting and it's just it's it feels sloppy and i didn't really enjoy that about the film especially since it kind of confused me in that regard so i think the film does itself a disservice by using that sort of device so to speak what else did i not like about this movie i thought that some of the dialogue and the plot points were illogical didn't make sense or compromise the characters overall without getting into spoilers the movie would have events unfold have things happen that these characters do they might find an object they might perform a certain act and it is kind of pulled out of the script's ass like there's no reasoning behind why the characters can do those thing those things how the characters can draw the conclusions it's like they find these certain things they do these certain things and then the movie just explains like oh this means this and it's like how did you come up with that rationale it just didn't make sense it didn't fit in the story and it was just really jarring because it's like no reasonable person would come up with that conclusion in, in court including the audience so where are they getting that from i thought that was a bit of a distraction it made for really weak writing and just conveniences that didn't make the story very strong or make the movie any stronger so that was ultimately a drawback for me the last thing i will say about what i didn't like about the film i really did i was not a believer in black mask or roman sionis played by ewan mcgregor i want to be clear about this i didn't mind ewan mcgregor's performance he was a very eccentric very whimsical character which was a different take on black mask it's just black mask is a character as an antagonist wasn't very strong because ultimately he's got everyone performing his dirty work for him in the movie he does very little on his own to merit that he's actually as sinister as a villain that the movie makes him out to be the movie tells us we should be afraid of this person but the script suggests that there's nothing to be afraid of so why are you telling us that we should be afraid of him when you do when you have everyone else do everything for you what are you at the end of the day what you know you're when it's just it doesn't make for a strong antagonist it doesn't make for a believable antagonist and it's not really one that i cared about at the end of the day now ewan mcgregor's performance i thought served he did what he could with the dialogue and the script given because he really sells it especially there's one particular scene where i was like holy shit he did really really well but it's just as a character i didn't think our antagonist in black mask was very strong didn't which just wasn't for me in this movie at the end of the day didn't think it was menacing didn't think he was worth being feared feared by at all but aside from having a little bit of power and money it's like what, what else is there to be a, afraid of i didn't believe it i didn't see it he didn't do anything on his own now switching over a little bit what did i like about the movie margot robbie is harley quinn like i said she is just so good at being harley quinn she is smart she's crazy but she's kind of tender under the surface in this film she's ultimately undergoing a breakup because her and joker have a breakup that's not a spoiler they talk about this in the first two minutes in the movie and 
she really sells that kind of a healing heart sort of deal, so to speak. But then again, she is brilliant. She's really crafty and she's really violent and it makes for some really great fight scenes. And that kind of leads me into the next thing that I liked about this movie is she has a really great relationship with this kid in this movie. And it shows a bit of genuine heartfelt endearment between the two of them. And I really like that take on a movie. It just shows that you can find solace in the most unlikely of places, especially in Harley's case where she's heartbroken. She can be kind of a, a friend or a mentor to this kid. And it, it, it's just kind of an interesting take that I wasn't expecting from Harley. So I really enjoyed that piece of the film as well. And aside from that, I didn't find the movie boring at all. And that's when, when a movie is entertaining, I always appreciate because there's nothing worse than watching a film where you're just kind of like, oh, like you're just waiting for something to happen. You're begging for something to happen in this movie. It keeps the pace moving along. It doesn't feel too long. The runtime's like an hour, 45 minutes, so to speak. And I really appreciate it for what it was. So Birds of Prey, ultimately, I liked it. I'm still writing the review for it. So that'll be out this week or perhaps next week. Yeah, I'll probably be out next week because Batman Forever is going to take up a lot of my time. But anyway, friends, that's my weekly recap. Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad from 2016. What occupied this week your week? Your, <laughs> this week your week. Why, what occupied your week this week? You know where the comment section is. Let me know. All right, so let's get into the actual results from the seventh weekend of 2022's box office. So I'm just going to rifle this off really quickly, give you all a little bit of context for those of you who might be listening. I go over last weekend's actual box office results on every podcast episode because I air this podcast episode on Sunday mornings when the actual box office numbers aren't final yet because the weekend isn't over. So what I typically do is I look at last weekend's actual results then I talk about the current weekend's projections, and then I go from there. So here are last weekend's box office results. Coming in first ended up being Uncharted, making $44 million. Coming in second was Dog from Channing Tatum. That's $14.9 million. Coming in third was Spider-Man No Way Home, which actually jumped up a spot from the previous weekend, which made $7.5 million. Death on the Nile made $6.6 .6 million, coming in at four. And then Jackass Forever came in at five, making $5.2 million. A couple notes I have on this. Uh, Uncharted, it made money. And Sony's CEO, I believe his name's Jim Rothman, called it a booming new franchise. I <laughs> I don't think the movie's broken even yet, so I wouldn't go that far, but that's what he said. Take that for what you will. So, Dog, I thought was pretty good. Spider-Man No Way Home is the only movie I've seen since I've covered box office that has gone from the top spot to second place back to the top spot the weekend in in subsequent weekends and it's the only one i've seen that goes down a spot only to go back up a spot multiple times in the top five it's really interesting because a few months ago that's crazy saying i'm saying i'm a couple months ago spider-man no way home went from number one to number two back to number one and now at this rate it's gone from number three to number four back to number three and also if you didn't hear spider-man no way home is now the third Highest grossing domestic earning film of all time in the United States. So it passed Avatar really recently. It's made now over $760 million. Is it going to catch up to Endgame and The Force Awakens? No, it's not. It's got another $100 million to go to ever reach that. It's not going to. It's been out for almost three months now. So that I think it's done breaking records. But wow, I never thought it would get to the top three of all time of domestic lifetime earning movies. So... Take that for what you will. Uh, let's get into this weekend's box office projections for weekend 8 of 2022. So I'm referring to February 25th through the 27th. So coming in at number one projected is going to be Uncharted at $23 million. Number two, Dog, $8.4 million. 
Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home at 5.1 million. Number four, Death on the Nile with 4.1 million. And number five, Jackass Forever with 2.96 million. This is about what I expected. No movies really came out this particular weekend aside from Studio 666, which is about the band The Foo Fighters. I was going to go see it this weekend. I ended up not. And I'm actually surprised that the movie did not crack the top five. Then again, Studio 666 seems seems to appeal to a very niche genre, and I'm kind of wondering why this movie's coming out in February. This seems like a much more Halloween-esque film. Like, this film feels like it came out six months too late or six months too early. If it just came out in October, I think this movie would have cracked the top five and made a lot more money, but here we are. It's projected to be outside the top five. I believe it's only projected to make like $2 million, which, no surprises, it doesn't have a lot of a following. I believe very few people even know that it's coming out. And... I expect these results to get kind of shaken up after this week because of the fact that it, it's it, the Batman's coming up. Everybody and their mother's going to go see the Batman. I, that's just the reality of it. The movie's going to be three hours long, but we haven't had a Batman movie in several years now since God 2012 with The Dark Knight Rises. That was 10 years ago now. Of course, we've had animated stuff like The Long Halloween, which is actually, I watched it kind of off to the side one day. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, the Batman, I think, is going to blow all of these away, which kind of... I'll just kind of leave it at that for the projections. Really quiet week. Not really a whole lot going on in that case. If you guys have any thoughts on the projections for this week, you know, the comment section is let me know. But that kind of brings me into this subtopic, which I'm not really going to get into much detail about because it's just me saying the Batman debuts this week. This is my most anticipated movie of all year. I love Robert Pattinson. I love Batman. He's my favorite superhero. He always has been. I feel like I'm probably in a category that everybody belongs to in loving Batman. But anyway, I'm really excited for it. I am not thrilled that it's three hours long. But then again, I if it's great, I don't care. I'll watch it a million times and I'll really enjoy it. I am eagerly awaiting for it. The initial reactions have been quite good, especially overseas for a lot of people who have seen it. I can't wait to get in line and see it myself. So that's just a PSA for all of you who are looking for something to do this week. The Batman's going to come out. Go to the theater. Go see it. Love it. Watch it. If you haven't had a chance to check out Robert Pattinson's other work, to prove to you all that he is he's an awesome actor because he's great, watch uh, Good Time. The Lighthouse, I might recommend if you're looking for something way out there. The Lighthouse is a bit of an odd film, but he's done a lot of stuff since Twilight. I think he'll do great as the Batman. Can't wait to see it. Are you excited for the Batman? You know in the comment section is. Let me know. All right, so we're going to round off this episode. We're going to keep it short today, sub 20 minutes, looks like. I'm going to give you some weekly recommendations, and a lot of these are actually not going to really come from me because I don't really have a whole lot of recommendations for you this week. I had some conversations with friends this weekend that actually have recommended other stuff to me, so I'm passing along those recommendations to you all. Aside from the movie recommendation for the week, which is going to be Birds of Prey, ultimately, I enjoyed Birds of Prey. I think it's worth seeing, especially if you love Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn. It's really out there. It's really fun in unexpected ways, so I'll recommend Birds of Prey. It's worth watching. It's on HBO Max. Give it a chance. You might enjoy it. For TV show and video game, this is going to come from my friends. Uh, TV show, Doom Patrol, they recommended it. I can't really speak much to it. I haven't seen it. Don't know if I'll watch it. Don't love TV shows, so Doom Patrol. Check it out. Let me know if you like it. Video game, God of War, the 2018 version. This was 2018's game of the year, God of War. My friends have absolutely praised this game up and down the wall. I've still got to play it. It's on my bucket list of games to play. I've got the PS4. Just got to download it. Got to play it. So many games. So little time. God of War. Check it out. It was the game of the year. Let me know what you think of it. Play it. Friends, any other weekly recommendations, you know the comment section is. Let me know. 
Well, I managed to talk my way really fast to this episode, but once again, we've come to the end of another episode of Coffee and Kernels. It's a short episode this week. That's the reality of it. Go see the Batman debuting in theaters this week, starring an awesome cast. Until then, this has been another episode of Coffee and Kernels. If you like this, click right here if you'd like to see more. I've been Bryce. Until next time, have a great day.